Welcome to another edition of Get It Right with Mike, Trey, and Terry. I'm Mike. That's Trey. This apparently then must be Terry. By process of elimination. By process of elimination. <laughs> yeah. MTT. MTT. There you go. <laughs> we should make a logo. There you go. Uh, yeah. we <laughs> well, if, if it worked for KFC, why the hell would it work for MTT? I, I, I know, but you know, do, do you realize that Kentucky Fried Chicken? First off, it's chicken, so it's let's chicken. don't try to get too hip about it, folks. It's still Kentucky Fried Chicken, but they went to the old KFC yeah. logo and all that. So, yeah. do you remember? Do you remember the the Colonel when the real Colonel Sanders was in the commercials? Oh, yeah. back in the day, you know, I mean that was, and then and they've they've come up with this. They started recreating the Colonel, and the oh. one that absolutely made me go, "What the hell, Reba, Reba McIntyre?" I knew you were going to say that the as same one. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, that's. Oh. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, there was, oh. this was a campaign probably about five years ago. Or so. uh, it probably it, four. It, it, it was running yeah. around, and yeah, they were having all these different colonels. I mean, oh, Jason Alexander okay. was you. one of the yeah. Colonel Sanders, yes. and I forgot all of them. I, I don't know what marketing firm came up with that idea, but you suck. Yeah, that's stupid. That was awful. Reba McIntyre is Colonel Sanders. Was like the that was like the dumbest campaign I've ever seen. Him. Having Colonel Sanders in his own commercials back in the day remind me a lot of Orville Redenbacher being his own commercials. Orville remember? Redenbacher, yeah. yeah. My gourmet popping corn. Yeah. I think he, he died in his hot tub, didn't he? They got I, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. he died in his hot tub. Now, he was a real – and that really was Orville Redenbacher, and it yeah. really was Colonel Sanders, yeah. but – the ones that were bullshit made up, Bartles and James. Yeah. That, there was no Bartles there, no, and no, no James. I mean, there was a Bartles and James, but it wasn't those two old dudes sitting on no, the porch drinking no. wine coolers. But they were believable. Yeah. They were believable. I think they you I know? think they kind of modeled themselves after Orville Redenbacher and Colonel Sanders. Yeah. It was very believable. Well, we got a lot of things to cover yeah. in the next 30, 45 minutes here. Yeah, we got 30 more chicken. minutes of chicken to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got our chicken talk out of the way. Let's move on here. Uh, one of the things I, I want to start here, if I can, guys, is um, so this store, Fox Business reporting, U.S. hiring cools in December as economy adds just 199,000 new jobs. Economists expected employers to hire 400,000. Well, now, wait a minute. Is that month. how many they wanted to hire or how many positions are open or is that actual hires? Well, because if that's actual hires, it's probably because there's not anybody to hire or nobody this, wants to work. This is the part, and I and I have not total disclosure. I have not read this article. I just pulled this headline up a moment well, ago. Sit your ass down and get it done real quick. I, <laughs> sir, I'll, I'll be the research arm yeah, here. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. But here. I, I think what's got to play a major role in this is the fact that nobody's showing up to apply for the damn jobs. Yeah. That I mean, bottom line, if people. It's not like you can go out in the street and throw a net around somebody and drag them in and make them apply for your job. Yeah, we're not in Saudi Arabia. No, you, you can't force <laughs> UAE. it. UAE. So, so I, we have ways to make you work. <laughs> you will go to the labor camp. I was going to say, yes. it, it, it happened in Russia. And it, well, it still happens in God, China. I'm You're telling, a Uyghur. I, it, look, it, here's the oh. thing. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, people have got to be willing to go back to work. Yeah. And and I asked the the other day on radio I asked this question of Terry, and and I'm going to ask and ask it now. I don't know if I, I may have already asked Trey this, but I've, I've been asking some people in in the business community. What is your your biggest goal? Do you have a? Do you, is there one particular goal that you absolutely feel like you must reach this year? That 2022 you've got to get there. 
And almost universally, it's we need to hire people. We need to hire two people we by the end of the year. We've got to hire it's more. January. Yeah. That's a, that's a know, reasonable goal, I hope. It's more reasonable, achievable. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So more and more what I'm hearing is this. We could do more. We have more capacity to grow, yes. but we can't do it without hands to do it. Exactly. We just can't. The business is out there. The, the potential exists to grow our footprint, but we can't do it if we don't have people to help well, do it. Okay, so in our case, just to kind of add some context here, so we're in the technology business, and right. clearly technology has proven to be a, a, a basically an efficiency tool. You it's, know, it, it's starting it, to catch it, on. It, right, yeah, you know. <laughs> the so, old internet so, thing, computers, uh, ah, it's going to yeah, happen. So, if you just well, you put know, a crank handle on that iPad, you <laughs> might sell me on one. I don't know. So, if we, you know, so obviously uh, in a case where we can't hire people, as a business owner, you're trying to figure out how do you do more with less. And so technology right. is an answer right. in many cases for that kind of thing. And so so in our case, it's like I have customers who, who could do more. I could go out and offer more services to make their business more efficient, but right. I got to have people to do that. Yeah. And and so I, it, it, it's, again, I get the word, I get it installed and, and maybe even support them on a long-term basis, become their IT department. Yeah. But if I don't want to grow f- too fast in that regard, because then well, I won't be able to meet right. customer expectations. Because well, at, I mean, at the end of yeah, the day, you're so. in an industry and, and, a, and your business model is you can't do everything inside the four walls of this building. No, there's it. there's some things that you got to go out and do. You Physically go, or remotely, right? Yeah, you know, the technology allows me to do that. somehow you got to go meet the customer, whether yes. it's remotely or or physically in person. Like for example, you've got a client you're working with that, that's that's coming back from a mini disaster, yeah. and they're trying to get their business reopened. And so mm-hmm. there's technology that has to be installed. There's things that have to be fine tuned. You actually have to physically go to that location yep. and work on this. Yeah. You can't do it remotely. You can't do it all remotely, and you and and you can't, and, and you don't, you don't have staff to send over there. You personally, <laughs> yeah. you're the, you're the staff. You're well, going to have to go well, there and do that, which means you can't be inside the four walls of this business. That's one more person. You're down here. Well, well in oh, this case, man. it's going to be a weekend job because I, yeah. I'm, uh, me and Ian who works for me, he's yeah. not experienced enough to go do it on his own. Right. I'm experienced enough to do it, obviously, but I don't, I, I just. I need to do it efficiently, and I'm, I don't want us to spend our whole weekend right. doing it if we can right. keep from it. And so, but right, I want to get right, the customer right, right. taken care of, so I don't have time during the week. So it's going to be on the weekend. You have to go out on a Saturday so, and do it. Yep. And you know, you you have the benefit if this can be counted as a benefit. You you normally close on the weekends anyway, right? So you don't have to try to manage the storefront and the remote right. work, and the on location work at the same time right. in this case. But again, you're you're. And you know, I had this conversation um, with a with a guy the other day at lunch. Um, he, he's a businessman, been in the same business for you know forty plus years. And he said, you, you know, he says, if you're going to be successful, you got to work hard. You got to be you got to be married to it practically. Yeah. And you and it's a seven day a week commitment. He said, it, it is, but you have to take a break some because you you, you will sure. burnout is real. Oh, you do. So you I do. understand what Terry's talking about. Yeah, I can go do that this weekend. And maybe next weekend and a few weekends, but at right, some but point, yeah, you, you, you you're not going to do 52 weeks of weekends, and then you're no. like, to hell with it. It's not you. No, you can't no. make enough money. It's no, not worth it. No, but but you. The thing of it is, though, is when you're the owner, when you're the business owner, when you're the guy responsible for making sure the bills are paid, and the inventory is in place, and and all the commitments are met, and you've got employees you're you know responsible for. At the end of the at the end of the day, you are it's it's it is a twenty four seven commitment sure. up to a point. It really is because because right. you're the one. Yeah, nobody's gonna, if if 
your place, and I, and I don't want anybody breaking in, but if, if, if you get broken into, and I haven't for a lot of years, but who's showing up? It, it's not you're, right. You're yeah. you're going to yeah. be there if something happens, any sort right. of disaster, any yeah. sort of yeah. any major thing. You that need alarm to be goes there. off. It's you. Well, right. my, my alarm. Uh, by the way, ironically, the alarm company called me at one thirty this morning. <laughs> Our alarm went off. Really? Yes. So yes, I understand exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's been up. He's been up way early. So, so you have to and you have to go check it out. And if you don't go check it out, you can send the police out. But after so many times in our in our town that we live in, our city that we live in, yeah. after so many times, you get fined. Yeah. yeah. By the way, real quickly, we need to remind, I don't need to wear green again. I look jaundiced. <laughs> if you look at the front of my face, it looks okay. But look, jaundiced as hell here and here. It's because of the light. So... Point, point is, don't wear don't wear hunter green to, uh, yeah. podcasting. We got we got a monitor over here, yeah, that, uh, so we can see it. it, it yeah, the big lizard. Yeah, and I and I, I clearly have have had had too much good food to eat this holiday season. I, put, I seriously, I've gained back like ten pounds. You don't look like it. Seriously, I don't I don't, I don't notice it. I feel like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that was just how cold it was this morning. It took oh all the energy god. out of it. Oh yeah. my! Oh, the, this this cold. God, I hate it. Now, I hate it so much. To, fin- to put a button on this uh, this uh, job thing, thing yeah. yeah. They were talking about that. They've been called this the Great Resignation, where people yeah. are just quitting jobs yeah. and not having something else to go do. They're just quitting. Well, well I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, where did all the people go? I, I I'm I mean, still trying to figure that out, and but and it and it's really the rest. Okay, so it, but it also has a ripple effect mm-hmm. because if so so no restaurants right mm-hmm. and uh, they weren't able to open, and so mm-hmm. obviously staff had to be cut, mm-hmm. and so then you know because PPP only went so long, uh, and then once you're out of that business, you if you find another job, mm-hmm. that's gonna then you know. Because other business shut down, and then mm-hmm. but then they started hiring back. I think the other businesses, other restaurants, restaurants tried to start hiring back, but they had already gone and found another job with of the people of the businesses that were reopening that needed people that right. lost them maybe. And so it, it and then but still wow. the net effect is where are all these people? Okay, well <laughs> one of one of wow. the one of the reasons that is being cited for this lack of people returning to the workforce. And I'm quoting, and I'm quoting the Fox News article here: "Large stimulus savings." Oh, does anybody? Well, now wait a minute. Does anybody really believe that all of these people got all this stimulus money and just put it in the bank and, and sat on it? <laughs> uh, some people did because some people didn't go out of their house. Yeah, I, I know. You, you think about it. So I, 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 I wouldn't, that I wouldn't completely discount so that. I, I agree, but I wouldn't. When you say, but. What is large to some people? Think yeah. about what is large savings. If, if you know, if some be, some people have five grand in the bank, that's a large sum of money for them. Right, right. And and it's one of those deals. But there were people that literally locked themselves at home or stayed at home and didn't do anything. Didn't go. Didn't go to restaurants. Didn't go to movies. Didn't go to bars. Didn't do all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of people. I know people that have that that didn't quit working, but saved a lot more money than they normally did because they, of their, yeah, their yeah. activities, yeah. their social activities that they had. Yeah. Before. But, but they still got to eat. So they still had to order groceries in from somewhere. Oh yeah. Still or or they went to the, a lot of people in. went to the grocery store, but what I meant yeah, was the, yeah. you know, alcohol is expensive. Sure. You know, going to the movies is an expensive thing. Those are oh, yeah. people that drive. I mean, there's people that, that gas, 
you know, they, they were they were saving, you know, driving to the grocery store and back yeah. once a week is not nothing like driving back and forth to work every it, day. And then and then having lunch. A lot of people, I'm going to work, okay, I'm gonna have lunch. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna eat at lunch. I'm gonna eat while I'm out. There's yeah. I can see that I'm not saying that this is hundred percent correct, but I'm saying I believe that there is a there at least is some truth to that. There's a kernel of that in there because there was a lot of people that saved a lot of money okay. off their normal expenses. So guys, let me ask you. There there my personal feeling is this. The Democrats have nothing to lose by pushing every envelope they can as close to the cliff as they possibly can at this point. Sure. They're going to throw everything that they can at us and see what sticks. My personal belief is, is there's another stimulus package coming down the pipe here soon. I think before the first quarter of this year is over, it's going to be proposed. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. But I think they're going to push, they're going to start pushing another stimulus proposal Trying to get, trying to win back somebody, anybody they can. And the reason for that is, is they've already learned now that just giving away money can pay some dividends. It does, unfortunately. People don't look at long term. No. So my thinking is, is that there will be at least a proposal within the first quarter of this year. Uh, that's That ends March 31st. Yeah. For those of you that don't... I'm, Two and a half months from now. Yeah. <laughs> a little more than two and a half months from now. Before the end of the first quarter, there's going to be a proposal for it. And I'm and my guess is they will spend at least a little bit of time in the early spring and into the early summer doing their damnedest to get something passed. Sure. Even if it means they have to send Biden another something to sign off on, an executive Slip order. It in, yeah. Just you know, sneak it into the yeah. pile there. Okay, Mr. President, here here's this is for your this is for your prescriptions. Uh this is your lunch this is your lunch order. Uh th- don't don't worry about it. just just sign this one. Uh, they're going to sneak it in somewhere cuz he has no idea what to sign. That's the classic the classic F&I uh auto dealer thing. Just sign. <laughs> yeah. cover, cover the disclosure up yeah. and just sign. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a joke by the way. Most people <laughs> F&I car dealers don't do not that there was a time Car dealers and stuff, and motorcycle dealers do not do that anymore. That's illegal. Yes. People have gone to prison over that. That's right. And, and that's right. So it, 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 so that's a joke from kind of a bygone era because there was a time yeah. when there were a lot of shysters out there in, in the auto business. But have you that. ever actually had anybody sit down in your office and read every paragraph of a contract? Now, I've had I've had a couple people start to read before, and what I just tell them is, you can read every bit of it, but if you don't agree to it, we, the deal's over. Right. No, but, but th- because because we can't change the contract, the, the bank's already written the contract. It you go through the disclosures. Is. This right. is your interest rate. This is right. your monthly payment. Yada yada. But if you want to read all the legal stuff, that's fine. Right. Go ahead. But, but we can't change well, anything. But, right. We, yeah, we but it's not and I advocate for that. And I, you know, uh, just um, a little, little bit of a plug, sort of. But uh, we're Legal Shield members, and and yes. it, it doesn't cost extra to have something reviewed. And and it's knowing what's in there is more important than it is that you going to change it at least if you know then you can decide whether it's worth taking that just like in any business you know but you need you you really need to know what you're signing so yeah well Well, to some degree but understand that a car contract a house contract that's all that's been reviewed by so many people but the attorney didn't review it for you you have the disclosure i'm just we can talk about that another time we could we could we (laughs) could debate that but what i'm telling you is there's disclosure things and then there's things that standard language that 
is practice is going to hold up in court. Every attorney is, and basically, if you don't pay, if you don't pay for the vehicle, they can come pick it up. If you pay for the vehicle, they can't pick it up. I mean, that's the bottom line. But I, I, back to the stimulus thing, yes. just briefly here. I, I do believe that there's going to be another push for that. I think they're going to because they have absolutely nothing to lose by by doing that. They they have nothing. Now, speaking of the Biden administration, and I'm kind of going working backward through the list here a little bit, I guess. Um, cause th- this is some, this is something, a conversation I've had with a couple of people in the last couple of weeks about the meat packing industry. And there's this huge, big meat. Yeah, the big meat. That's, Hey, Hey, it's like big the, tobacco, big yeah. everything else. Big meat. Oh Lord. <laughs> it's just, there's okay. tons of inappropriate jokes that just yes. immediately. Anyway. So yes, big meat. So what? the, 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 the meat packing industry has been accused of having, I guess, something of a monopoly uh, hold on things. You know, I've known a bunch of people in the, in the ranching business, in the, in the cattle business over the years. Most of them are small operators. Most of them have fewer than 100 head, um, and that's considered a small operator. Sure. You know, that, that that is. And they do struggle to make money. I, I know, I, I'm telling you, I, I know this for a fact, guys. You go to the store, and you're paying you know, nineteen ninety nine a pound for that ribeye right now. Don't think for one minute that ten dollars of that is going into the pocket of the guy that raised the cow that gave you that steak. No, uh-uh. it's not. No, because they're, they they sell it by the pound, and it's by the pound of the whole cow. That's right, and they're getting pennies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pennies so, for it. But but that's that is reality. Here's what my biggest thing is on this. Biden is talking about monopolies and breaking up the meatpacking. Not one word about Facebook. <laughs> Exactly. Are, the te- are these tech companies that yes. have monopolies? Look, be intellectually honest. Either either you want to break up monopolies or you don't. Right. And, well, and I, I would I, I personally believe that the tech companies, the monopoly that, that Facebook has on social media is way more destructive and influential than the meatpacking. Okay, is. so so not everybody uh, eats meat, by the okay, way. Okay, so let's let's look at it this way. So you have a um, you know, I, th- I think there's plenty of room to argue that you do have uh, a, a monopoly in the social media guys like Facebook, because of course Facebook owns Instagram, uh, and you, and and, tw- and Twitter owns something else. I mean, there's there's a connection. There really aren't that many guys in the business. There really is no competition. I mean, we, face you look at Facebook and Instagram, two of the biggest dogs out there. There really is no competition. For these guys and doesn't seem to be any on the horizon right now. And you remember back in the, in the 1970s when they broke up Ma Bell. That's right. And, and you had this, the, the, and this was a, this, this was a raging debate, I guess, for years and years about um, the Bell group, AT&T, you know, who's controlling what. And they came on the scene and, and, and I can remember as a child, I can remember. I can remember my my folks complaining about this. Um, you had to, if you want to telephone your house, you had to lease a phone yeah. from Southwestern Bell. Yep. That that's who serviced us was Southwestern Bell. You had to lease your phone through Bell. You couldn't go to Walmart or Kmart or Sears and buy a telephone. The only way you got a phone is the guy from the phone company came out to your house and unboxed a unit and hung it on the wall or put it on the desk you or whatever. You had two models. You had a tabletop. A tabletop and a wall. a wall mount. Yeah, and that was you, it. You had your choice of olive, avocado green 
<laughs> Banana yellow. <laughs> and then, and then or there, beige. <laughs> there, was a, there was a baby crap brown one, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was awful. Yeah. And so you, but you had no other option. There was, there was no way out of that. And that was one of the things that, that I think really propelled the breakup of that was right. that the consumer had no, they had no option, no choice. In the equipment, in the service, nothing. You could buy phone service from one company. You could buy phone equipment from one company. That was it. You kind of have the same dichotomy going on here with Facebook and, you, to some degree, YouTube and Instagram and all, all this, uh, Twitter, all of it, is they now have put themselves in the position of being the principal pipeline for news and information and ideas and opinions. They're the new town square. Right. They are the new town square. Yeah. They 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 are the they are the pipeline for it, and no one else can get in there and compete well, with them. Well, but that's there's a reason for the difference, but or the the why AT and T ended up where they are. Mm-hmm. They were actually subsidized by the government. It was sort of a they, they a concession were. that the government had to make was to allow AT and T if they're going to require AT and T to invest in all of these lines places that they wouldn't have made money, then they had to obviously be able to recoup their investment. So this was actually a government-facilitated uh, monopoly back in the you know days of early days, you know. And I don't know when that started, but, you know, but I can go back and find that out. But in any case, so then it became the consumer sentiment, though, and technology was coming along to the point where, um, I mean, back then we also had the, if you remember the phone card from Sprint, the uh, fiber yes. optic network. Uh, and and basically, you on your AT and T leased phone, you would pay, you could get around paying the long distance fees by dialing an eight hundred number or yeah. a local access number, and then a really long code, and then you could get around that. And it was on the phone network, the fiber optic network. And then eventually, that led to breakup of the bells, and then eventually allowed competition. Mm-hmm. And so. That's why we have cell phone providers, and there's also some history there. But I could that'd be a whole other episode. Well, you know, well, it is amazing. You're, you're absolutely right, Terry. I remember, remember when a long distance phone call was like a was like a financial decision. Oh, yeah. heck yeah! I mean, Gosh. your parents would be like, "Everybody, be quiet! I'm going to be on long distance." I mean, that was a big <laughs> deal. And then you're right, the, the phone cards came out. You had George Carlin and and every um, every B list actor out there. Touting the phone cards, dial three two one three two one one or whatever yeah. it was, and you got the phone cards. Yep. And you got yep. you paid like twelve cents a minute or five cents a, a minute cheaper, or, but or it was something still like expensive. That. Yeah. 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 So, but, but there was a time when a long distance call, a coast to coast long distance call, would cost you you know twelve fifteen dollars to make that call. Yeah. And it and it, yeah it was for the average person that was a financial impossibility. Yeah. When when your household income was you know fifty bucks a month you know. And that was the case in this country for a long time. I mean, I, you know, my my grandmother Maddie, God rest her soul. I, I don't think the poor woman ever made over five hundred dollars in any given month in their entire life, yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, and and I and I I know that there's some subsidies, but I think there. I, I don't know for a fact, but I would guess that there's been some government subsidies early on in Facebook and some of these technologies. No, I, I, I don't believe. You, you sure? What, what would be the, the reasoning? The internet, well, to now to get to the internet. That's what I'm talking about, internet. Itself, yeah. yes. yes. But there, 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 there are a, currently, and actually that's been increasing, and especially it was amplified during the pandemic because uh, the government had to say, well, if you're going to be working from school or from home yeah. and you got all these, you know, 
families that don't have right. a lot of money, then they provided a, a But a I'm talking about early on. In the early uh, days, the government subsidized. Well, the government subsidized all the Internet to get it started. Right, the Internet itself. But right. I, but Facebook, I don't I, – I, it'd be an interesting question to yeah, see if I, they I would, I would be interesting. There are, I think there are very few large companies that are in the technology space that I'm aware of that at some point have not have not gotten some sort of government well, subsidy I, to help them get to that and point, I, which I is think, fine. I think there is look at look at Tesla. Yeah. Tesla would not exist without government subsidies. Well, right oh, because well. of the the right because of the, the, the rebate, solar and yeah. wind energy. Well, well the rebates, not just the a re, but not just the rebates, but the direct to the direct to the manufacturer. Solar, uh, solar and wind energy. Well, there may have been, yeah. There was early been. on. Right. That's what okay, I'm saying. Yeah, early okay. on to help develop the technology. Right. Solar and wind energy are the two biggest examples. You could neither one of these, if if they were forced to 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 stand on their own merits and their own potential for profitability, they wouldn't exist today. Yeah, that's right. true. There's no way. But. But also look at all the. But indirectly, NASA provided a lot of technologies that yeah, our businesses absolutely. are using now. Yeah. That eventually now people are making money Hell doing. Yeah. Tang, so, right? Which I think is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tang. Yeah. No. No, I agree with you. NASA that, provided a whole lot of the right stuff. And, and I, I had thought about Tang since 1982. What are you talking about? Man? Well, yeah. No, I. Oh but, but I think actually today Woo. how how we got here. Okay. Whether or not it was any sort of government subsidies that got yeah. Facebook and Twitter and all these guys where they are today, yeah. what we see today is is not necessarily money going towards them, but you're getting these requirements uh, and and then concessions by the government to try to mandate all of this control of the content, and then they are just reacting. You know, I think that's what started this. Is yeah. I think that that. You and I, and I would say that collectively, the some of the public, or at least the the very loud public, was complaining about all the social media. Oh my God, they've hurt my feelings. They've hurt my feelings. And, and then the government came in and said, "Hey, I'm yeah. going to make you. You got to clean up your act." And then, of course, now they want to be a publisher. Whether they want to be a content, you know, they, whatever that deal is. But, it, uh, and that's where I think crazy. the big rub comes in. Is now you've got now you've got the big tech giants basically deciding what is acceptable speech yeah, and what is not, what's fact, what's fiction, rather than letting opinions, in other words, basically if they disagree with you on something or they can find some so-called expert that disagrees with you on something, then they put their little fact check stamp on it. Fact checker. Fact checker. That used to never be a thing, but now it's a no. huge thing. Fact checker, fact checker, fact I'm checker. I'm a fact checker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I put that right up there with community organizer. You used organizer. to be a fat checker. Now you're a fat checker. Fat checker. <laughs> fat checker. <laughs> I, I put it right up there with community organizer. <laughs> I put it right All up the there with gravitas of a community organizer. Exactly. But but now you've got the social media giants. You've got the the uh, Zuckerbergs and the and uh, Jack. Uh, uh, who's the guy from Twitter? Jack. Uh, Not uh, Jack Dorsey. Black. Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. You got people like this deciding what you get to say and what you don't get to say, right. and you know there there used to be there used to be a saying in the, in the mass media world um, uh, that went like this: um, I may not agree with what you have to say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. That's right, yeah. absolutely. And and you the 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 First Amendment. I'm telling you. And anybody wants to you scoff at this all you want to. I think you're a damn fool idiot if you do. Scoff at it all you like if you want to, but but I'm right, and history will prove that what I'm saying here is correct. 
the First Amendment and the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Without those two amendments in the Constitution, the rest of it has no teeth. That's right. Those two, those two of the first two amendments to the Bill of Rights, that's what gives the entire document its teeth. The fact that you and I and Trey and Terry and anybody else, that we can have an opinion and express that opinion and share that opinion, that we can, that we can speak freely. And then the Second Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be what part of shall not be infringed does everybody not freaking get okay without these two amendments in the bill of rights the rest of it has no teeth the first one ensures that you have the right to free speech and you doesn't mean people have to listen to you right. doesn't mean anyone has with to believe with yeah. you or agree with you but you have the right to speak and then the second amendment you have the right to defend yourself against tyranny whether it comes from Outside or inside the borders of your own nation, you and that, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't, guys, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hammer this too hard, but damn it, I get so frustrated with this. The reason the Second Amendment was written is because the framers of our Constitution knew what tyranny was like; they lived under it. When they signed the Declaration of Independence, they were signing their death warrant. Had they failed? and lost the American Revolutionary War, they all would have faced horrible, brutal execution at the hands of the King of England. It would not have ended well for anybody. And, and a lot of them, it didn't end well anyway. But it, it would have ended much worse had they lost. The, these, these two amendments, the First and Second Amendment to the Bill of Rights, that's what gives the rest of that Constitution teeth, and you need to protect both of them you need to protect them with every fiber of your being, well, basically, ferociously. Basically, in a real quick nutshell, number one, gives you the right to say what you want. Number two, gives you the right to defend yourself from the government keeping you from what you want. Exactly. Say what you want. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Exactly. It, they, the Second Amendment wasn't created so that you had the right to go hunting or target shooting. <laughs> and, it wasn't, and it wasn't even so much Well, the framers, framers, you know, they really, yeah. yeah. Hamilton really liked to target shoot, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. But, you know, they. here's the thing. They weren't thinking about even self-defense of your home so much as they were your defense against tyranny. They understood that a government body that is armed, the people who live under that government body, if they're not armed, you're not citizens, you're subjects. Yeah. That's it. That's the difference between a citizen and a subject. A citizen has the right to petition for that redress of grievances. A citizen has that right to speak and, 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 and be heard, not necessarily believed or listened to or, or, or whatever, but be heard. But, and, and you also have the right to defend your country, your people, your society. You, the individual, should have that right. And without that, that right, you're just a subject. That's all you are is a subject. And how many people around the globe today are still to this day subjects of their government? Oh, plenty. Well, China, Russia, well, look at, well, Australia. Australia, Australia right Australia, now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I yeah. got Australia. Uh, could you believe that? Would you have believed that pre-pandemic? No, Australia, no. you kind of looked at it as being like, oh, it's no. just, you know, it's, another, it's like England or yeah. Canada or, you know, they're not the United States, but they're not very far off. Right. Hell, they've no, gone nuts. They've gone they, batshit crazy down there. They've lost it. They've totally yeah. lost it. But the, also, it coincides. You you know what happened about 
25, 20 or 25 years ago, don't you? Well, they confiscated all the weapons. That's right. Australia disarmed its its because its uh, people. Yeah, they they came in and disarmed. I mean, you could go back and look at video. You can see piles and piles of guns being thrown into a pile and burned, yeah. literally burned. Yeah. So right. they yeah, disarmed. They disarmed their that. population. So you know, I, I know there are people here in the United States that you know they make fun of us here in Texas. You know about our how passionate we are about our. Second Amendment rights, but let me tell you something. I'll tell you something right now. Nobody's disarming us. Nobody. Nobody. And I have have talked to many a law enforcement official who have told me that the day that a government body orders them to turn their guns on the citizens and try to disarm the citizens, that's the day they lay their weapons down, take off the badge, take off the uniform, and walk away. And I believe them. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those deals. People talk about that's why I was never hysterical about Obama's going to take our guns back in because no. you can. We were on the radio back oh, in. Hell, we'd have people call in going, "Obama's going to take our guns." Like, no, no, no. 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 First off, who who's going to do it? Yeah. Who who what what law enforcement body? What army is going to start going door to door and start taking people's guns away from them? Oh, uh, because there would be a gunfight at every on every street uh, on the it, house. It'd be a civil war. It'd be a war, and yeah. so it's not. You have to be careful. And watch it, but don't worry about somebody come kicking your door down, just taking all your guns, and they're going to do that to everybody on the street. No, no. But you have to be mindful of it socially happening. Yeah. The, the the slow burn of yeah. hey, every time that there's a shooting, oh, we got to do something. Yeah. Well, that, we've got to regulate something. We've got to take more and more away. Chipping have, away. That's where you have to be careful. And it, and it wouldn't come in the form of a, a a full frontal attack on the Second Amendment. You know, like a gun confiscation, like they did in Australia, it wouldn't come that way. It would be a slow process, and and it's happening right now. You're you're seeing um, these these shortages of ammunition and firearms. Those shortages have created uh, challenges for the Second Amendment, and then also you've you've got the the taxation. And I, and I've long said I think that's how they're going to attack it is through taxation. That's how they'll get at it is by putting such punitive taxes on ammunition or firearms or both that it makes it impossible for the average law-abiding, legal, a, a, legal, able to legally possess citizen. It, it, it disables them from being able to own firearms and ammunition because the taxes will become so punitive that only the elites will be able, only the wealthy and elite will be able to afford it. You no, that also violates the Second Amendment. That flies in the face of the essence of the Second Amendment, and you, that's why you trade right. You got to be mindful of it. You got to be careful. It's a gradual chipping away of those rights. Yeah, just be aware, but happen. don't be panicky. No, that's, no, because because what what happens is people get panicky. Then all of a sudden they go buy all the ammunition. They go buy all the guns. And that's and it's like a lot of the shortages. Now they have a whole bunch of ammunition laying around that they'll never shoot. Yeah. Buy um, buy what you I mean, if you're into collecting guns, that's fine. But if you're if you're not, if, yeah. if don't buy eighty five thousand rounds of ammo just so you have it in case one day. What the hell are you gonna do with eighty five thousand rounds of ammo? It's no. fine. You're welcome to do it, but what you're doing is you're shorting it from everybody else. Just be aware. Yeah, it they makes can only it, make so much. Makes it impossible well, for me to get the eight thousand rounds yeah. I want. Well, and then why did the Department of Education buy a bunch of rounds? <laughs> that's all another oh, topic. I have <laughs> I have in my possession, it's several years old now. This goes back to the Obama administration. It's a, a procurement form, I believe is the term for it. 
that was issued by the United States Department of Education where they ordered um, several hundred, as I recall, Remington tactical shotguns. And the tactical shotgun, that's the it's an 18-and-a-half-inch barrel shotgun. It's the shortest, I believe, the shortest legal length that you can own uh, in a shotgun. And the tactical shotguns, those are the ones usually with the black synthetic stock. Right. They're not really for hunting so much as they are for uh, uh, self-defense and, and protection. Uh, the tactical shotguns make a great home defense weapon, um, frankly, because... Nothing gets your attention like the sound of a shotgun being racked. I'm telling you, every every criminal knows what that sound real, means. Real quickly here, here's here's another here's another little bid for shotgun or snake shot in your house. Uh, if you have people, other people that live in your home, it doesn't go through walls. Right, that's the right. same way. That's right. And that, that's that's just a little yeah. little thing to think about when you're talking thinking about home defense. Mm-hmm. Think about having something with snake shot or a shotgun, or even if you have a revolver or something yeah. with a snake shot in it. Right. At least for the first few shots, because first off, the the dumbasses that say, "Well, you want to piss them off?" You ever been shot before? It hurts like hell. <laughs> okay, so 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 you're not going to just piss somebody off by shooting them with snake shot or a twenty two. No, but they're, secondly, they're it away. will not travel through wall through right. sheetrock walls, especially double sheetrock walls, most of the time. Whereas right. you put a three fifty seven slug or something. And you might shoot somebody, you might kill somebody in another room that you don't intend to kill. Or, or so, in the next house. That's right. In an apartment. I figured that out when yeah. I, my, my dad, my dad is the one who, who put that thought in my head when I lived in an apartment, my mm. first apartment away from home when I was in college. Mm-hmm. My dad put that thought in my head, and I thought, ever since then, I thought, you know, that makes sense. It does. It does. So, anyhow, a little home tip, a little yeah. home self-defense tip from but, Trey. But you got you know, the U.S. Department of Education buying all these shotguns. Like, why? Why, why would the U.S. Department of Education need hundreds of tactical shotguns? What, what the hell are they going to do? Well, they have a law enforcement arm. I know. I, well, <laughs> our, our but, but it's also, it, it, and, and I don't like this, but there's also, I think there's intergovernment transfers of money. Yo, oh, I have yeah. a bu- you have a budget, you yeah, have a budget, well, no, you have a budget. shouldn't be done. I totally agree with you, but I, th- I don't think it's illegal. Well, and I think that, that there's only so much, they can't move the money. But so if the U.S. Marshal Service wants wants something, they can't go to the Department of Education and say, here, give me your money. But they may be able to call somebody at the Department of Education who's a buyer and say, hey, we'd like to have these guns. Well, here's a little food for thought. If they all fall, if they all fall under the purview or under the guidance or under the direction of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. That's right. Then you've got one agency running all of it. You see? So think about that. And if, if Barack Obama deserves anything, he deserves an award for being gun salesman of the century. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, if I was a gun manufacturer or a, or a retailer, I would have been, yeah, I'd have, I would have wanted Barack Obama to get four more years. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> his, just his presence in the White House spurred tremendous sales of, of firearms and, and ammunition. Holy but, smokes, but that's man. And that's the thing. you got to pull back a little bit on that, yeah. on panicky. That's yeah. my whole point on this deal. Be aware. Be vigilant, but don't be panicky. I'll panic. Well, I mean, look what happened with this pandemic. I toilet mean, paper. Panic, yeah. yeah. I mean, panic and fear. People bought up all the toilet paper. And, and like right now, I went to the store the other night. My son uh, said, hey, Dad, uh, can we can we put some ramen noodles in the house? Sure. I go to the store to buy ramen. Ain't no damn ramen noodles. So now the, what, now the great ramen noodle famine starts? Is that it? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? How are you sold out of ramen noodles and cream cheese? I've never seen Market Street sold out of cream. They have no cream cheese. My wife wants some cream cheese for a dish she was preparing. No cream cheese. 
What do you mean there's no cream cheese? There ain't no cream cheese, baby. I had to take a picture of the shelf and show it to her. Look, it's empty. <laughs> no cream cheese. Stupid. Anyway. The great, the great cream cheese debacle. The, the, great, the great cream cheese famine. By the way, speaking of 22, have, have you guys, of course, I fill out deposit slips. Have you guys written anything down where you had to put the date yet? Yes, Several. but I haven't messed up. Uh, you messed I up have. on a fo- folder name the other day. I know. I, have. <laughs> I, I've, I've put 21 about two or three times. I know. I, I've done several times. It, well, Now, yeah. I haven't done the Joe Biden 2020. Oh. No. I haven't skipped back two years. No, okay. no. And yeah. I haven't written 1987 on anything lately. <laughs> Not in the last week. So. Anyway. By the way, the other thing is, if you notice, if you write stuff down, when it's your birthday... In your mind, you'll write your birth your birth year birth year down. Yeah, like like when I used we used to handwrite tickets all the time in the at store Eddie Hills Fun Cycles four hundred one North Scott Downtown Wichita Falls since nineteen sixty six Eddie Hills Fun Cycles dot com. Thank you. Serving takes home with your power sports needs needs since nineteen sixty six. No, I used to handwrite tickets, and October sixth, I would always put ten six. 71. Oh. Whatever year. And I had to stop myself. I had to think about it, okay, because it, yeah. it might have been 10694. Yeah. But I would put 10671. 71, yeah. 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 Didn't do it at any other date but that birthday. I've done and, that. And what's your last four social now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, OU812. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my password's BR549. <laughs> Just ask. Or 12345. <laughs> I, just, just like the just who like was the president screwed on Jerry. on uh, pr- president screwed on spaceballs. My my luggage password is one two three four five. <laughs> who was the guy uh, when the when the um, it was it was back when the the um, um, identity theft uh, thing was Lifelock the the, the CEO yeah. of Lifelock He's, was like, putting his social security number on the side of trucks in New York City and, dri- yeah. and driving around show off his social that security. That only worked number. so long because he. Pulled it, and he, I think he ended up getting compromised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's seriously. one of those. I, but but also, and I and I agree with being being trying to be somewhat protective. But if you think that somebody can't find out your date of birth oh, or your I address know, or something, I know, if they want it, yeah, yeah, people can yeah. find it out. Man, you you typically it's not hard to say. You know, you're in conversation, you say how old you are, and it's, you know, they can do math. You know, yeah, yeah, so, figured out. But anyway, just, yeah. Well, I was also born in '71. Come at me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no. <laughs> no, I, I had uh, in one year I had had to replace a debit card, a, the same debit card four times. Wow! Because it kept getting compromised. Yeah. We, now I have I've had to do that before with a credit with a one of our store credit cards, and we finally got away from that bank, and we haven't had a problem with it. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it could be the banks. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, or the some some way it was. We had two store credit cards. One of them was almost never compromised, and one of them got kept, kept getting compromised all the time. Closed that account. Moved, moved banks haven't had a problem. Okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap this podcast for this episode right now. We'll have another one coming your way really quick. It is Get It Right with Mike, Trey, and Terry. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, obviously. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, uh, Apple Podcasts. The video version of it, of course, is available on YouTube. It, we'll it, link um, to it on the Facebook page. But yeah, yeah. but like the Facebook page. Go yes. find it because we got to build. Hopefully, with your help, we can build the audience. That's right. And uh, and then uh, we'll be linking the videos, obviously, to Facebook because right. it's our. Or, I'm sorry to um, the other thing, YouTube, yeah. and uh, we'll we'll get that. But yeah, help yeah. us out with that. Yeah, That's right. and, if, and you know, if you'd like to, uh, for what it's worth here, if you'd like to be a sponsor of this podcast, we'd love yeah. to hear from you. 
Uh, you can email me directly, Mike at HendronMedia.com. Your logo here. Yes. Your logo there. <laughs> your logo here. All right, send Real. us a hat. Yeah, there you go. Shiny. Yeah. Send me a hat. Yeah, yeah, I'll wear a hat. Yeah, Mike at HendronMedia.com. logo here. I mean, if it's enough money, hell, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. he, got, he got a tattoo on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you take your shirt off? Yeah. And, you know, and... Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to ruin the audience. <laughs> I ain't cheap, but I can be bought. So anyway, no. Yeah, we'd love. <laughs> would you, hey, would would y'all wear a kilt for uh, and and for we're it? sitting down? Yeah, I'd wear a kilt. Well, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stand up and show it, but it, send us logoed kilts and we'll do a show standing we'll do a standing show oh i draw the line at i draw the line of the speedo yeah anyway <laughs> yeah so does the rest of america so thank you of, <laughs> hell yeah they do the, the, the known world my eyes anyway um no There's probably some little tribe in borneo would get, would be okay with you being a speedo but everybody else nah, in the world, we man. would i would i wouldn't do that to you and i certainly wouldn't do it to my wife because that that would <laughs> That would be an expensive divorce, right yeah. there. It really would. Be. Anyway, uh, no, we'd love to. We'd love to have you a sponsor on the program on the on the podcast. Um, you know, we're poor and we and we need the money. So anyway, uh, have a great have a great day, great week, whatever you got. We'll see you down the road with another episode of Get It Right with Mike Tran Terry.